0: B.
1: Two amazing nerd show. We're finally here, Damon. Yay! Woo! This is Christian. I'm Damon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. It's January 3rd, finally. finally. After all that hype, after all the time, we got the millions of fans behind us.
2: <laughs> this is our first episode. If this was a 90s comic book, we'd have a hologram co- cover, we'd be in a poly bag. You'd buy three of us, you know. Put some of your in your long box. Don't be afraid to listen
1: to us three times in a (laughs) row. That's fine. That would be
2: awesome. (laughs) We'll take it. But this is our first episode, our collector's edition, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, um, here's our mission statement. This is what we're about. Uh, We are a show. For nerds, by nerds, every episode we'll be taking a deep dive into nerd culture. We'll be covering comics, movies, video games, and even wrestling. But ultimately, we'll talk about whatever the hell we want to, because it's our show.
1: (laughs) And don't be afraid if you're not a nerd. I mean, we're going to talk it all. These are things that just pop culture and everything that people love, you know?
2: That's right. That's right. Um, And if you don't love it, you can also go screw. So... (laughs) Anyway, so I'm a lifelong comic book fan, huge wrestling fan, um, all-around nerd, um, just, you know, loving fandom and wanting to just, you know, talk about it with my buddy Christian over Mm -hmm. here. I think
1: that's how we started talking, was through wrestling, correct? Yes, totally was.
2: (laughs) Um, We did have another podcast um, where we were talking about comics, but I felt like after the show was another podcast. Mm -hmm. So, and that kind of what gave birth, you know... To this podcast, because we would spend more time talking about wrestling than we would about We're talking comics. talking about how
1: disappointed yes. we are in wrestling. <laughs> we'll get to that.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I don't... Christian, you want to tell something about yourself?
1: Well, yeah, I'm a big film guy. I love comics, I love video games, I love anime, but most importantly, it will always come back to film. Uh, I do a little bit of film production on my own, uh, been working... As soon as I started getting into it in high school, my teacher was always like, you are a filmmaker from here forward. So I always came at it with a very professional approach. And that's just, even if I'm broke, I will make it look the best that I can. That's awesome. Uh, And I love movies. I go to movies almost every week as much as possible. I just, I'm in in there, man. I want to see it. I want to know it. I want to be there.
2: And I know you can't see where we're at right now, but (laughs) I also love movies. We're surrounded by... Movie posters. And An impressive collection. And Blu-rays. I'm a huge horror movie fan, so that will definitely be How leaking. much for the
1: uh, Nightmare on Elm Street poster, by the way? It's not for sale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll
2: be That will be leaking into our podcast here and there, um, especially with our subject matter this week. We're going to be talking about kind of the year in review. Yeah, we'll be good way to at, get
1: to know us, you know? Yes,
2: exactly. We'll be looking at the uh, best of 2017 and maybe some of the worst. So, I don't know if you want to jump in here, Christian. We're going to be talking comics Well, right um, on the top.
1: Yeah, comics has been back and forth this year. Um, there were some good ones with Defenders and Metal and other things. But most importantly, I think we both loved, as far as talking-wise, Mr. Miracle.
2: Yes, agreed 100%. That, by far, is my favorite comic book of this year. Um, hands down, yeah, it's best book on the planet. psychedelic rack. trip, man. Yeah, <laughs> great storytelling by King. Awesome uh, artwork by I can't remember his name off the top oh, of my head. Marquez? No, no, no that's Defenders.
1: Uh, it's a, it's on the top of my head.
2: <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to Google that as we talk. Um, but yeah, no, a, just a great book. Um, taking a subject matter and a character that I never cared about and making it be the first thing I want um, every month. Yeah, uh, comic book-wise. Uh, new Gods coolest. Who,
1: you know? It's just like, I I had no idea. Yeah, no exactly, idea. exactly. Wonder, I didn't care either.
2: <laughs> and I, I mean, to me, before this book, they were very unrelatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but what King has done is made these characters super relatable. Um, he's kind of shown them in everyday situations. Um, you know, sitting on their couch, you know, eating out. You know, they, he's made them people, even though they're New Gods. Um, just... You know, a great approach um, and a total head trip. As Fushima I would definitely
1: say, it's it's like where I see Snyder with Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, just how that Snyder, the comic book writer. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just how King has done with you these want to characters. definitely, him. I definitely ta- want to define what Snyder
2: him. <laughs> you're talking about.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just. The way he's done these characters it really made me care even though i i barely knew them i barely it felt like i could understand their paranoia his all his actions he's taking is he's a very relatable character in this story yeah. it's unbelievable how relatable at this point
2: agreed agreed really i do agree 100 percent. um you know he's redefined the character hmm. for me at least like snyder has redefined batman for me the last you know handful of years i feel like you know King has done that with Mr. Miracle so I I have that down as my favorite comic book this year
1: besides uh, Mr. Miracle was there any other comics that you read that were like really stood out to you?
2: Um, I really enjoyed the Defenders um just because you know Bendez is being Bendez mm-hmm. and I I know a lot of people aren't a fan of Bendez um recently uh but i'm a huge Bendis fan and he is the voice of those characters to me so and the book is just a really great story that's mm-hmm. you know kept me guessing and wanting to know more and it's a page turner you know the artwork is great and that is marquez who's the artist on that book um but i mean it's got iron fist it's got daredevil jessica jones luke cage you know some of my i need favorite to go characters. back and
1: read more of the defenders because i stopped at that four uh, oh, okay arc, so i want to keep going find a little bit more about cuz um it was Diamondback right that it's came back It's Diamondback
2: yeah so it's it's a great story it, and Diamondback is still part of the arc mm-hmm. um I believe this they're on their second arc but he's still actually oh, okay. part of the story um so it seems like he's going to be the main villain for right now Mm -hmm. um with maybe someone else pulling the strings in the background not to give (laughs) any spoilers away all right all right but um but no uh, uh, just you know i'm was really really sad to hear that bendis was leaving um Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time i was super happy for dc um because that's a great writer to have you know yeah it was hard for for me to see
1: bendis leave because he did jessica jones and that like after i um finished the netflix series I wanted to just read nothing but Jessica Jones and that's what got me into it. That's one of my favorite comics of this year. I yeah. need to finish it. I'm not almost already done for all the issues that came out this year. Yeah, for me through.
2: too, um, Miles, you know, the fact exactly. that he does, you know, the Spider Man book with Miles right now and he's been the only writer on that book ever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one who created Miles, you know, just like Jessica Jones. So he is that character to me. Yeah, so it's... I'm really kind of worried right now. Like who they're I mean, good have for DC, follow. but Marvel is gonna. Yeah. No. Yeah. Awesome for DC. Bad for Marvel. So we'll see. We'll see where you know that takes us. But yeah, Defenders. Um, I was really happy with Astonishing X Men.
1: Oh yeah.
2: You know, I'm a huge X Men fan. Um, that's that probably... should have been on
1: my list. I don't know why I didn't put X Men Astonishing. On it. They're
2: my first love. Um, they're the first book that I ever picked up was the X Men. So um they've kind of lost their way recently
1: it was soul right that's who was writing it. that out. is
2: soul yes charles Soul. he actually um they had a relaunch right you know this year of the x-men and it kind of fell flat for me with mm-hmm. the uh, gold team and the blue team i was really excited for it but it really it's too just much too to... fast you know i think so i i don't know i don't i don't know where it was mishandled you know and i i'm only halfway through you know, each one of those runs right now, and I know they're still continuing, so I'm hoping that it kind of picks up. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, it just felt flat and just, you know, not worthy of this huge relaunch yeah. that they were doing. But on the other hand, Soul's been doing fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, this really book has excited.
1: really been a diamond in the rough of all the yes men that have come out. Yes, uh, I mean,
2: absolutely. I love Just another
1: great character writer right there.
2: Yes, and he really has captured the essence of each one of those characters, mm-hmm. and they're some of my favorite characters in the whole X Men universe. So, you know, and it just a great story to start off too. You know, spoilers: it's the return of Professor X. Yes. So, um, but yeah, and that's I I've been really hoping to get Professor X. He's been off the grid for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been dead, but we know that he's nothing <laughs> in the like Marvel God. universe. But I'm really happy to see now he's back in the fold, but I hope he's done right because he's kind of been, you know, left for the wayside recently with the X-Men worlds. You know, I wanna see him reestablished
1: as the leader of the team.
2: And that's what I'm hoping we're gonna get to. I don't know. It's gonna be it's
1: gonna be a new time for X-Men, really. Exactly. It's gonna be. Especially with now Disney getting all of it. That's right. Bring it all back.
2: Yes. That's that's probably the biggest story I wanna say of twenty seventeen, really.
1: Well before we leave comics i just wanted to say dc metal has been very enjoyable for me as a reader i i'm one issue off that's about it i haven't read the last dc metal yet but no. everything else has been just a fun like hell of a ride just from start to finish
2: it's snyder being snyder exactly um you know it has been a fun ride i am a little wary of crossovers right now um and there's tons of crossovers mm-hmm. and tons of spin-off books oh, yeah. it you know i shouldn't say crossovers big events really um but this one hasn't let me down yet so i'm excited to see where it goes it
1: needs to not rely so much on spinoffs but it's it's good
2: yeah yeah but you know some of the spinoffs have been really good mm-hmm. you know so i i'm 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 still waiting you know and anticipating each book as they come out so that's a good thing right now because it's been what two months three months
1: yeah, i think three or four right yeah yeah and it's a is it a sixth issue um Series? i believe so I know so, I know. Doomsday Clock is 12. I, I'm trying to remember what. Um, I think it's 6 or 8.
2: Yeah, it's a big run. So, I'm, you know, but so far, so good. How about the small screen?
1: Small screen? I mean, easy to say. My favorite show was, of course, Punisher.
2: I agree. <laughs> easy. It's, we'll agree on that, too. But, <laughs> this is just going to be called Christian and Damon agree, <laughs> agree. with each other.
1: <laughs> I mean, the first episode alone sold me completely like i came into that you knew i was overhyped for this yes christian has been waiting crushed by it i loved every minute
2: the gimmick with them not announcing (laughs) the the actual release date was just killing christian every time they would do a little teaser video or a little promo art just just the frustration on his face um so but it was a great gimmick because it kept you guessing Mm -hmm. right Um, and it wasn't too soon afterwards once they actually, you know, told you that it was like, what, a month or something where they actually released the show. So, just a fantastic show. I felt like they did Frank Castle justice. Um, you know, it's a hard character to get right, Mm -hmm. you know, at least on film. Um, at times, you know, people have done him, you know, in the past and he's felt kind of one-dimensional. Yeah,
1: he's like an action hero or it's a gore fest or it's just... This put a lot more dimension behind him.
2: Yes, this really explored Frank Castle as a soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, which he is when you get down to you know the roots of the character. He's a soldier. He's a family man. But this did a great job to show that you know those two kind of you know different dimensions of the character yeah. in conflict. Um, I was I was really really pleasantly pleased with just the whole show um, pacing. You know, because it was a twelve episode show. Yeah but it It didn't
1: have that usual because a lot of the netflix shows have that kind of all right we're halfway through here's the next arc kind of a thing yes this didn't feel that way while it did have that like the first four episodes and then here we go we're doing something a little different but it felt all congruent it felt all smooth completely through there was never a moment where i was like okay now we're now we're watching almost a different show you know like we're daredevil season two it was like half punisher half electro yeah
2: and there was definitely some, like, thrown episodes there mm-hmm. where it was just kind of like a one-off episode where, you know, they kind of take, you know, they get sidetracked by yeah, something exactly. else. And it's just kind of a filler, you know, where this really just was all story. They had enough story to stretch across 12 episodes. So. This did all
1: the things that, like, was wrong. I mean, sorry. Did all the things that were right that uh, Luke Cage could have done, you know? I agree with there that. There was a lot of filler that felt too long where this is just like it felt perfectly paced. That experience.
2: was definitely a show where they didn't feel like they had enough mm-hmm. story to fill those 12
1: Which episodes. Which it was still a great show. It's no, just... it
2: was because those first six episodes were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, it was you know, not to get completely sidetracked and down that rabbit hole, <laughs> but it was when uh, what's the main one of the big bads? That can, oh, um,
1: um, Cottonmouth.
2: Cottonmouth ends up you know spoilers getting killed by his sister Mm -hmm. um betrayed by his sister that kind of took me off the tracks a little with that with that show so but yeah no uh punishers done the opposite they kept it flowing through you know 12 episodes um you know the finale was great because i feel sometimes i'm let down by the Mm -hmm. netflix shows finales um this was a very very solid ending that let you want more oh yeah so
1: i was like that's it that's all I get. That's my... <laughs> well,
2: they announced the second season, though. Yes. So that's a great sign. So I was like, if we're doing a second season of Iron Fist and we'll get to this show, mm-hmm. you know, soon, there's got to be a second season of Punisher. So I was really,
1: really happy well, to specking, see Well, specking... Specking. Speaking <laughs> of second seasons, was there any other shows that you loved?
2: uh stranger
1: things exactly
2: stranger things um i was really worried about a a sophomore slump with them Mm -hmm. but i was pleasantly surprised they really they hit a home run it was another great season um they somehow you know kept that story going it didn't feel like it was like nostalgic overdrive Mm -hmm. it really was just a great story with great characters um how did you feel about it
1: i mean at, at times i was almost like this is borderlining a sophomore slump like it felt like they were resting a little bit too much on the first season with a lot of elements, but it opened up enough new things to mm-hmm. this universe and to what they can possibly do in the future that made me more excited going forward. Like um, having eleven meets more people that I mean, you know, eight in s- beforehand shows that there's this bigger world for them to explore a little bit. Mm-hmm. While I do want it to stay, you know, grounded, I want it to stay in that kind of little area for them. Yeah, I do like that there's more to this
2: i had mixed feelings about that introduction of the you know the Mm -hmm. the sister character um just because it felt so like out of nowhere and it was kind of like that whole episode where i kind of felt like with the netflix marvel shows i was like okay is this are we going that route where this is just kind of a, you know a throw-in episode and you know it's not going to mean anything in the long run i mean i do feel like it led to more background story Mm -hmm. um with 11 but do i want to see like a whole you know, half of a season dedicated to those kids. I'm not sure, um, but I did. You know, still enjoy. Well, there could be psychic
1: story. warfare that you're, you're missing <laughs> out on here.
2: <laughs> I guess. I just don't. Where do they go from here? I was really worried. You know, spoilers mm. about her killing that one. Um, the new girl. That no, the nurse. That oh. the guy who did the shock therapy mm. on uh, her mom. You know, I was real. I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't cross that line too. I I, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't want to see that, you know, that route. I know she's killed before, Mm -hmm. but it just felt like in cold blood at that point. Yeah, I mean, it was the right thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, we'll agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I love the father daughter dynamic between Eleven and the uh, chief. Mm-hmm. um i love the kids interacting with each other um they still felt like real kids you know even though how did doing you feel about the, the new girl
1: in general and that interactions with uh, oh mad max
2: yeah i actually i actually enjoyed her i did enjoy her you know i i like that they were able to introduce a new character mm. and it didn't feel forced to me you know so how did you feel about oh
1: that? i'm glad it wasn't just like a oh we're telling you all this stuff and she just accepts it you know i'm glad that she actually was like Bringing them back into reality, like, oh, this is dumb. You guys really believe that there's mm-hmm. monsters out there and that there's aliens. Yes, she she kept it a little bit grounded. I was I was kind of confused at times with her relationship with her brother, but when they, when it was explained, it made sense, and I was yeah. With I
2: felt like that part was predictable with the brother too. Mm-hmm. Like I felt I could see that coming, um but I liked the depth that it added to the character, um, and I'm sure they're going to explore that next yeah. season a lot more. Um, but I enjoyed her as a character it wasn't just like oh here's another nerdy girl to throw into the group and to add that kind yeah. of dynamic um, she wasn't just a you know a character for character's sake you yeah. know she actually had you know depth and something to add to the show
1: Nancy is the older sister right? yes this was the, I was finally not annoyed with Nancy because the first season she bothered me the entire time She's She's kind of whiny. Yeah. Right? This time she got... (laughs) I got through it without complaining.
2: Yeah. No, I enjoyed her character a lot more. I enjoyed um, Will? Will's brother? I enjoyed him. Um, I enjoyed Will's performance. I can't think of the actor's name. Oh, but that kid's not getting enough credit because that kid <laughs> has gone through hell for the last two seasons mm-hmm. and i mean he's left it all out there
1: yeah i was worried that he wasn't going to be cuz like he wasn't in the first season uh-huh. so you didn't know what his acting chops were at that point yeah
2: i mean he had scenes in and out of the Yeah, first but it's season. just him cowering yes, in yes. fear.
1: So that's not too hard to
2: show. Yeah. But I just overall, I felt like you know just the amount of acting that kid had mm. to do. You well, know, imagine how much that would have Give him a little hurt. credit.
1: Imagine how much that would have hurt the show if he. Oh, had exactly. Been a bad actor. Oh, a
2: lot. Carried, were a lot was on his shoulders, <laughs> mm-hmm. really. Um, but yeah, no, just an, uh, just another really great season. Really, would you put that up on your top list? Yeah,
1: it's number two. It's okay. definitely there for me.
2: So yeah, no, I, I agree. It's definitely number two for me too. Um, I really enjoyed Fargo. Do you watch Fargo?
1: Nope. I haven't watched a single episode.
2: It's just a great show. I'll just talk a little bit. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> off genre. But it's a really awesome show. If you get a chance. this The third season was definitely the weaker of the seasons. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed it enough to include it on my list. Um, it was uh, Ewan McGregor was part of the, the... It's an ensemble cast. And it is um, very... Uh, it's like an anthology kind okay. of series. So you get a different story every season um this was based on him playing two twin brothers oh, so okay. i mean he was just you know all over the place yes he was <laughs> he had a lot to do but he carried it he really mm-hmm. did i know he's been nominated for a few awards and everything but it's just a great great show if you like the coen brothers um it's not done by the coen brothers interesting enough it's 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 in that universe Hmm. Um, they have their blessing, but it's just in that tonal like kind of theme, oh. you know, that kind of quirky crime story, you know, hmm. um, black, dark comedy um, theme. So it, it just a great series. I mean, why, you know, if you decide to pick it up, start from the first season. Um, it has Billy Bob Thornton in a fantastic performance um, and just watch it all through. It, it, it really is just one of the best shows out there right now. So, that that, that rounds out my list, though. Now, mind you, I did not see Game of Thrones. Well, so, yeah. I have a feeling for me, Game of Thrones would probably be on my list. Um, it's on my DVR right mm-hmm. now, just waiting for me to just sit down and binge. I just haven't gotten there yet.
1: I I love Game of Thrones, but this was definitely not my favorite season. Definitely. I okay. mean, just for me, personally, it's just uh, it, it hit all the notes I wanted it to hit, but at the same time, eh... From why am I a Game of Thrones fan? Because they're willing to do things other shows tend to not do. Mm -hmm. They are willing to kill people off. They're willing to just mess everything up Mm -hmm. at all times. This season felt like they just—it's just painting up to the main big battle that will happen later.
2: You know, it's last season was so great. You know, Mm -hmm. it hit all the right notes. I could see how it would be hard to follow yeah. up.
1: I mean, they're sh- they're shortening the seasons because they have to. I mean, they have to condense all this content into the last. few And what's
2: his name's not even done writing the book, oh, right? No, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a slow writer.
2: But he's <laughs> he's given them points, like oh, yeah. story points, oh, where he they helps can follow. Okay, them. okay.
1: Um, but yeah, besides Game of Thrones, my my last show, of course, was the only show that I'm crazy about. I'm uh, a Rick and Morty fan which is uh there you go i know controversial at times because people keep saying oh you have to be super intelligent to watch rick and morty it's this ongoing
2: <laughs> where you saying you're not super intelligent christian not,
1: <laughs> i don't have an iq of 120 is is uh the joke that's out there that's funny but um yeah i love the season uh, a lot of people were disappointed by it but i thought it was really really well done um the season ending was perfect it's what it needed to be didn't have to be this ending that has all the crazy elements. Because while the show shows like nothing matters in life, there's still things That's that matter weak. in the show. <laughs> there's still elements that matter that carry through the show that uh-huh. have building up and they're really building up at this point and um you're waiting for it all to kind of explode.
2: Um, as an avid collector with the amount of merch that I see out there right mm-hmm. now of Rick and Morty I'm definitely interested in the show <laughs> but I'm a little intimidated now with the mm. IQ test that goes along with oh, it. Is it is it a case of like fans like saying you're a fan of the show but you're not really a fan of the show yeah like, is that it's like one of like, those things oh, like there's snobs
1: these, there's snobs out there that are like oh you have to be like you have to understand these jokes by having a certain level of intelligence like these
2: people who are standing in line for the uh, nugget sauce are the ones who are <laughs>
1: <laughs> sometimes say, yes
2: that's hilarious because i stood in that line <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that i know that's fandom i don't uh-huh. have a problem with that but i have a problem with people being judging yeah so
1: it's, it's stupid yeah and I so now people. like um now there's people that are against the show that are just making fun of people that said that stuff oh so really it's just it's this ongoing internet battle it's i mean and it's not like it's all like intelligent humor it's just humor from the 90s and 80s uh-huh. i mean that's what it's, will references yeah
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. well I will definitely be looking at Rick and Morty regardless so you know screw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right so we are on to
1: big screen right?
2: The big screen Christian what a year you, for big
1: screen right right
2: <laughs> This was hard mm-hmm. it really was to sit there and try to come and you know, whittle it down to like five movies. Um, you know, we, we were trying to do three for each one of these <laughs> categories, but when it came to the big screen, it was too hard. Mm-hmm. We had to go five. So, and that should tell you something. There was a lot out there and a lot of great stuff. Um, what was what was one of your picks?
1: I mean, I'm not going to start with the main one because I mean, I think that's obvious for me. Okay. But uh, Baby Driver was definitely one of my movies that were up there for this year. That's Edgar Wright. right? Yeah, Edgar Wright does a good job almost every time he does a film. True. So I, I I can't complain. It's definitely um, not a spectacular story, but the way it was shot, the way it was done, the way the characters were portrayed, were just fun all the way through. It looks beautiful. It. it looks it's beautiful. It's completely beautiful.
2: Because, yeah, I'm not a huge Jamie Foxx fan, so when I saw him on the screen, you know, in the trailers...
1: He definitely doesn't take away from the
2: film. I was, yeah, I was kind of turned off at first, but then once I, you know, watched more trailers, I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is awesome, I have to see it. Obviously, I didn't. <laughs> 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 but I will be shortly, So because right. I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan, too. So, mm. um, I have Get Out on my list. Um, it's Jordan Peele's mm-hmm. first directorial debut, um, and what a way to debut. I mean, just... The right movie, the right time, awesome, awesome social commentary, um, but also like a classic horror movie too mm. at the same time. So just, just a fantastic
1: movie. I've been trying to think of ways they can make a sequel out of it because it was just so enjoyable. that I want to see him to make more. Really, know? I don't. I could almost see it almost as like an anthology
2: where he ta- like tackles like other different stories, stories. Yeah. Um, which, speaking of which, anthologies. He's going to be doing Twilight Zone. Oh. Huh. Yeah, which I, it totally makes sense to mm. me because that whole like I could see that almost as a Twilight Zone kind of episode. Um, so I I'm excited for that. You that's know, gonna be just, a hard
1: return with Black Mirror out there.
2: It is, but I think that's probably why it's mm. getting the green light right now, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited for that. Um, but just a, a, a great debut. I mean, just a classic horror movie that's actually saying something. Mm. You know, I mean it. it in a way, it's almost like Night of the Living Dead where that movie debuted and it still had, you know, a social conscious to it. It was something different, something that you hadn't seen, you mm-hmm. know, yet in horror. So horror movies can say something, you know, when they're well done. And can be good movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this was actually a really good year for horror, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, last few years, not so much. Um, maybe on the indie scene, um, there was a couple great movies the last couple of years. Starry Eyes comes to mind, but, you know... It's been very light um, compared to years past, but um, sequels. Uh, there was a couple horror movie sequels, movies that I didn't really love the first, uh, mm-hmm. you know, movie for that I j- thought the sequel was better. Annabelle sequel was great, oh, way better than the first one, <laughs> right? Like a lot I better. Um, they- and then uh, Ouija was actually a really oh, good yeah. sequel like it, I couldn't stand that uh, <laughs> the first, first one. one was terrible but after hearing like the reviews I was like well I'll go check it out and I was really surprised that It came a, out this year That came so out this, many movies came right? out this year <laughs> um, just a great fun movie so um, yeah great and uh, you know when horror movies do well that means we're gonna get more horror movies it's so, on the rise yes exactly so I, this year already looking at the slate there's a lot more horror movies coming out so um, you know you've got Wayne's whole you know you know Almost Wayne verse. I don't know what mm-hmm. he's calling it right now. I know the Nun is getting a movie. Yeah, I the think Crooked Man. The Crooked Man's getting a movie. I think there's a, there, uh, Insidious uh, Three is coming out yeah, next I, week. I'm not I impressed
1: think. by the trailers so far. You know, but...
2: yeah, I'm not. I wasn't actually impressed with two. Um, honestly, um, I
1: really loved one. Wouldn't this Tangle would be the fourth? This would be the fourth one. Is it a, the fourth? There is a third.
2: Is there a third Insidious? Yeah, it follows this
1: girl that uh, wants just to look be a... over
2: at my Blu-ray. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: A girl oh, there is a, a dancer, third. Right? Yes,
2: I'm sorry. This is four. This is what it's called, like, key yeah, something? it's
1: going into the um, psychic's past. Or, okay. Well, not... It's She has to um, fight someone from her past type of okay. thing. Okay.
2: Well, I'll still see it, regardless. Okay. <laughs> but I'm that kind of fan, mm. you know? Um, and you never know, as Annabella showed us in Ouija, you know, just because it's a sequel doesn't mean that it's going to be inferior to the, you know, original movie, so... You know, we'll see. You know, I will definitely go out and see it. Um, oh, and then Halloween. Halloween's getting another movie in uh, October. By, with who? That's going to be with... Well, John, John Carpenter's back. Okay. He's going to be actually, which is the first time since 3 um, that he's had input in a Halloween movie. Um, and then Jamie Lee Curtis is actually coming back.
1: Oh, I, I remember that. Now, now I
2: remember. I'm a little... I'm a little skittish about that just because I've already seen H2O. (laughs) I don't need Jamie Lee Curtis to be part of, you know, the movie franchise for it to be good. But I'm just excited that, you know, there's a studio out there that wants to actually take a Halloween movie seriously and put something out there. Yeah. So. I
1: mean, she's not going to be the main character, is she?
2: I don't know. They, there's not that much, you know, that's been revealed, like story wise. Okay. I think this is going to be another case where they kind of like forget the sequels happened and just start fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, horror movies are on the rise, and that's, you know, a happy thing for me.
1: Well, I mean, what else has been on the rise is always going to be Marvel. And so I've, I'm going to say Amazing Spider Man was very good. It was definitely up there for me this year. It did what I needed for Spider Man.
2: Yes. Yes, it was a great introduction for Spider-Man into the Marvel universe, as we know it. Um, And I feel like this is the first portrayal of Spider-Man on film Hmm. that felt like the Spider-Man I know, um, finally. So, you know, not to put down the other movies, but I, you know, with Tobey, I always felt like he got Peter Parker right, but he didn't get Spider-Man right. Garfield I felt like they just gave him crap Mm. (laughs) you know he's a good actor he's a great actor uh... and I felt like he could have nailed it but I felt like really you know it was the script's fault you Mm. know not so much the actor's fault where you know this movie had everything a great story great performances and just a fun movie which Spider-Man really should be I'm a a big Spider-Man fan Mm. so you know they captured the essence of the character and I'm excited to see him in future Marvel movies so yeah Spider-Man's definitely up there for me Um, I have It down too Uh, so I was a fan of It
1: it was a good movie I just I wasn't I guess scared by it it was more of just like a good movie to watch I don't see it as something that was horrifying
2: did you see you saw the original yes correct okay did you see that as a kid or did you see yeah
1: so I I mean it's more bits and pieces than fully but um, this was definitely a good movie I'm definitely excited for it's sequel yes Uh, that would be interesting (laughs) <laughs>
2: yes it will be interesting um,
1: how they like interpret all that will be very interesting
2: yes and I'm interested to see the actors that get to portray those kids mm-hmm. now um, who they get and there's tons of like rumors out there with like oh, yeah. big name stars attached the kids have all think... asked
1: for different stars yeah to play I don't think too. that's
2: gonna happen it's a horror movie so the budget's only so big Mm. you know but um, I enjoyed the movie I felt like you know the kids once again like Stranger Things they did the kids right you know I heard some people complaining about the amount of swearing you know it's like to me kids swear (laughs) (laughs) when I was nine it was like a new toy to me like oh you know I could say and I didn't even know what half those words meant at the time Mm. but yeah kids swear so I I loved the movie. I love that it's like Stand by Me with a killer clown attached <laughs> yeah. to it. Really, it's I mean, it, I felt like they honored you know. King's I honestly work.
1: would keep that same class if I were to do a cast. Uh, if I were to do another Stand by Me, if I were to do a remake, that would be a perfect. Cast right, it's them. a great. You could see them mm-hmm. cast in that.
2: You know, all those actors, they could definitely pull that off. Um, you know, it, it there was a little too much CGI in it for me, um, but. I liked that at the same time where there was a lot of, you know, big, you know, scenes and mm-hmm. big production scenes and lots of jump scares. There was still a huge, you know, atmospheric like tone that kind of set yeah. that movie. There's this like just this feeling of dread throughout that whole movie. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for the sequel. Now you
1: know, I'm a stickler for CGI. and Nothing in this film bothered me.
2: Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was just the overuse of it. You know, I like kind of like the more subtle approach in mm-hmm. horror. You know, not that I had a problem with a lot of the scenes. it's just kind of over and over again. But this kind of movie lends to it, you know, really to that kind of, you know, uh, horror style. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I was a big fan of it. I was really worried about it at first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was really happy that they did, you know justice to that movie and to Tim Curry's performance too. I can't remember the actor who portrayed Pennywise. Uh, I, I Sk- used to know Garn, it, but Sk-
1: Skarsgård or something Yeah,
2: like Yeah, he's like Swedish, but mm-hmm. he did a fantastic job. You know, he was terrifying.
1: <laughs> I'd have him be Young Joker.
2: Oh, I've seen that out there, right? Where people are like comparing him, <laughs> mm-hmm. like how he could, yeah, I could see that. I don't know if he wants to be kind of cornered and pigeonholed into well, that. Well, yeah, I know. I'm I, the clown guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you... I'm trying to think who would be better in that kind of role, especially right now. Who's like those top actors who could play the young Joker in a Scorsese (laughs) film? I love that it just goes right back to Batman.
2: (laughs) No, no, I agree. I could definitely see Mm -hmm. that. I just, I would have to see him without the makeup on to see, because it feels like that that movie is going to be almost like an origin Mm -hmm. story. At least that's what we've been led to believe. So I would really need to see, you know, something else that he's done, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, especially to be in a Scorsese movie. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, you've said a lot of good films. Where is Last Jedi on your list? Last Jedi is number two
2: on my list. Number two. And it was very close. It was a tie, really, it was a tie between Last Jedi and Wonder Woman. So, um, basically, Last Jedi got number two on my list just because i feel like this is a movie that i'll revisit over and over again Mm -hmm. Um, where wonder woman as groundbreaking and just you know how empowering is you know for you know just women to actually have you know a strong portrayal of a female Mm -hmm. character a lead in one of these movies um that third act kills me (laughs) i rewatched the movie Mm -hmm. and you know by that third act, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. That being said, the No Man's Land sequence is probably
1: one of my favorite sequences in any comic book movie. And I have faith that they're going to learn from that. I have faith that they're going to have a much better villain story in the next Wonder Woman film. I agree. I agree. And honestly, like Patty Jenkins, the job that she did, mm-hmm. I don't
2: know how DC doesn't just hand her the keys to the kingdom and yeah. just let her have, <laughs> you know, after Justice League, and we'll get to that later, you know, how they just don't give her, you know, control of everything. Cause that was the first DCEU movie, you know, that, you know, actually resonated with me. Resonated
1: with everyone, exactly. you know, it's
2: the first one. The movie felt like an event, you mm-hmm. know, it was big. And I don't think they were prepared for how big okay. and how much it meant, you know, to see that strong female character, you know, finally getting her just due mm-hmm. on screen. So, you know, that, un- but unfortunately, <laughs> I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so yeah. Star Wars is number two, even-, even though I walked out of the theater completely depressed. <laughs> it's a
1: heavy movie. Mm. It really is. How did you feel about Last Jedi? I mean, I was perplexed by the entire experience. I uh-huh. was trying to just put my head around it for weeks, and even till this day, I'm still conflicted by what I've seen, but I keep going back to that red room. I keep going back to Rey and Kylo's connection throughout the entire film, and that was my favorite element that they added. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Sith and Jedi, and I want to know all their lore, all their history, and I want to see how it comes together in the future. And this was a good showing, especially like when you put the idea of there being a balance, a no good, no evil kind of situation mm-hmm. that they toyed around with, they played with it, they teased That's the hell the whole out of me. Great
2: Jedi thing, yeah.
1: right? So just getting to almost see that happen on screen made me a very happy, happy kid. But there was a lot. Of, it was too much in one film for me. It was too much that happened. I, that's what I think is my problem. Okay, how did you feel about Luke's arc? Luke's arc is fine. I loved even the even the milk moment that everyone seems to hate. I love that. I it, loved was that... Really gross. it was really gross, <laughs> it was, but I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it too. There was a reason, why and I liked it. it was
2: green milk. You know <laughs> that, like you know, from like Star Wars, <laughs> the New Hope. You know, I love that reference. Um, yeah, I love Luke as the fallen hero. You know, I love that. You know, the whole like he's the samurai who's lost his way. Exactly. Um, I love that arc. I really do. Um, I was really pleased with that part of the film. I think the part of the film that gets me that you know makes it a little more complex is Poe's arc. You know, and this really... Poe has a huge arc in this film, um, which I was surprised by, you know. I mean, he was kind of more of a side character in the Mm -hmm. first one. Um, You know, And this movie, unlike the first one, it's definitely not a feel-good movie, you know. Like, I walked out of that first one, you know, ready to, you know, grab a (laughs) lightsaber and take on, you know, the New Order myself, you know. So, um, but, yeah. Poe just because so much of his arc could have been just avoidable. Like, yeah. I mean, I want the characters to grow. Don't get me wrong. Like it was
1: important for him, yes. for Finn.
2: And it was kind of the arc for the whole movie in mm. general, the whole, like, learning from your mistakes, that, you know, it's okay to make... I mean, Yoda, I think, actually said that, you know, to Luke at one point, kind of putting a bow on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, But it just felt like, you know, like... All he got was a slap in the face, you know, after he cost all those Mm -hmm. lives. And that awesome opening scene. Don't get me wrong. I love that opening scene. But I would expect him to be like thrown in the brick and, you know, like there'd be consequences for his actions. You know, he disobeyed, you know, direct orders um, and cost lots of lives. Lots of lives. And then even afterwards, he causes a mutiny and he still costs them a bunch of lives, Mm -hmm. you know. So I just, it felt like. All of that wasn't earned enough for me, you gotcha. know. Like it just, you know, I love Oscar Isaacs, You know mm-hmm. his his portrayal of the character. It just felt like you know if it, there wasn't that those like holes that you could plot. Like why didn't what's her name purple hair lady? I can't I can't think. She's about gone. It. Like what? Sorry. Yeah. spoilers. But <laughs> an awesome scene, a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all she had to do is whisper in his ear, like we've got a plan, and
1: like everything would have been put right. I've heard a complaint that people are saying, why didn't they do that kind of stuff to the Death Star? Why didn't they just send someone through light speed or a ship through light speed through the Death Star and just blow it up that way? I think the Death Star is a little more powerful. Yeah, you know, come on now. (laughs) Or there's a lot of situations where they could have, someone could have sacrificed themselves in that way.
2: I guess. I I feel like it's like the first
1: time someone's really done that, and it's. Yeah, I just never seen. I don't think
2: we've ever seen something so dire, like a situation Mm -hmm. like that in a Star Wars movie before, where you know she's trying to protect, you know the rebellion basically Mm. you know it's all that's left of the rebels and they're windling down and like she's the lone person on that ship you know so i feel like the situation dictated that um but i get like but that's nitpicking you know i mean i just i really i don't i like the movie and i'll go back and rewatch it over and over again i'm sure and I, i have a feeling like i'll like it more the second time i watch it oh yeah um but yeah i left that theater pretty depressed because they don't win shit in that movie (laughs) there's not like really many good you know like you know feel good moments that happen throughout that movie um but man that luke set scene at the end that that right there Mm -hmm. you know that made the movie for me it was fantastic yes yeah seeing luke face down everyone you Mm -hmm. know um that just brush it off yes that was awesome (laughs) that's a huge moment you know i don't know why his beard had to had to be a different color though i don't know i don't know if it was you know a reshoot (laughs) thing or something like why he looked you know younger and less gray but you know whatever (laughs) that's cool (laughs) so but yet
1: what do you have what do you have uh, left on your list i have logan I mean... Is that your number one? That's my number one. All right. Because Last Jedi was my number three behind (coughs) Get Out, because I thought Get Out was just such a phenomenal film. Uh Uh-huh. But um, Logan was the perfect comic book film, in my opinion. It just, it hit all the right notes. It hit what I wanted to see with Wolverine. Um, It hit what I wanted to see with a young X-23. Deadpool opened the doors to having this kind of rated R film more like, grounded they were they had less rules on them less things put in place they could just do what they wanted and that's what this film needed and it's perfect especially when the last film was like the samurai one
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it, it felt very just bank by numbers comic book film it did you know i with that and i'm trying to think did mangle do the, the samurai one too I'm not sure i'm not sure
2: but i enjoyed that movie up to the third act mm-hmm. like I liked it was different Exactly, it was... but then the third act they pull out the big CGI villain and it felt like every other comic book mm-hmm. movie you've ever seen so yes I agree with you um, they finally went all the way with it yeah. you know like telling a classic Wolverine story but disguised or not I should say a classic Wolverine story disguised as a western you know like it felt like you know you know, and they even referenced it in the movie with the, you know Shane playing in the background mm-hmm. and everything and her reciting you know Quoting the movie at the end, um, it, it felt like the Unforgiven, you know. You, you've got this cowboy on one last ride, mm-hmm. you know. and he's it's so
1: rewatchable.
2: Just like Luke, he's a broken hero, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, he's a samurai who's lost his way, you know. And it's him getting back, you know, to mix the metaphors, on his <laughs> horse. And, you know, going for one last, you know, heroic adventure. Yeah. You know, even though he goes screaming and kicking the entire, up to the last, you know, scene, really. Um, But just a great, great story. I mean, bravo to Fox for, you know, having the balls to put out an R-rated
1: one. I mean, this is going to open the doors for a lot of things going forward. Exactly. So, to have such a successful one as well. It's not
2: just like... Exactly. Something that's so critically acclaimed and Mm -hmm. did well, so well in the box office. Um, I really hope that, you know, because it was released, I think, almost a year ago. Yeah, almost like... You know, and I hope that it gets some kind of like award like mentions spring. or something like that. You know, I know it's a long shot mm-hmm. with any of this like genre to get any kind of you know nods.
1: But... Yeah, hey, Suicide Squad can win an Oscar. Yeah, but that's for special <laughs> effects. You know, I, I, would I love didn't even to think the see... special effects were very good. It no, yeah, good. right um,
2: for an Oscar. But um, I would love to see you know Hugh Jackman or Patrick Stewart, you know, to get a nod. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think they deserve it. So Uh, who
1: takes up the mantle?
2: of who? Wolverine. Oh, in the you're talking about in the Mar since now Marvel owns the rights to their character? hmm
1: I don't know, man. I mean I really that's the, a hard The wish list is Tom Hardy for most people, but he's Venom.
2: So. He is Venom.
1: I forgot about that.
2: Yeah. So that'd be a little difficult yeah. for them, unless they're like, screw it. i mean that's an actor who's got the chops to do wolverine Mm -hmm. and he's got the look so i would love to see him do a
1: better wolverine than he would venom i agree i mean he's a great actor. i mean like
2: i I love venom but you know his acting chops are more worthy of like wolverine Mm. than venom you know and maybe he'll put something spectacular on the screen for us with venom and bring new depths to that character to eddie brock but i i would love to see him as you know that would be my pick i think I really would. I, I don't know if they'll go that route. I don't mm. know if they want a big name, you know, with all the kind of money troubles that they're kind of running into now with, like, you know, Robert du- Downey oh, Jr. Yeah. and everything, you know. Um,
1: well, I'm assuming Robert because Jr. Bigger, is on his way out.
2: He is. But I feel like, <laughs> you know, we want someone that we can, you know, they can tie up, mm. you know, for the long term, you know, because that character's going to be around for a long time, you know. So, But it's an exciting time to even have this conversation exactly. right now. How great is that? So... Um, moving on, we're going to get into the world of the squared circle. Yep. Whole bunch of wrestling. <laughs> That's right. A whole bunch of wrestling. Um, we're going to look at what, what, what were we, you know, what? let's, why don't we talk about top matches? All right. All right. Um,
1: what is your top match? <laughs> My top match? Or well, about, I don't want to spoil the ending, Christian. <laughs> All right, what's your least favorite match of your list?
2: My least favorite match. I'm going to say Owens versus McMahon on the Hell in a Cell. I I really ended up enjoying it. It's not a technical like, you know, <laughs> display by any means. Mm-hmm but I really enjoyed that match the tension that they created once they climbed up on top of the cell and like that happens every hell in the cell mm. but they did a really good job of milking it with Owens and Shane because once one you know Shane is crazy mm. and he's capable of doing anything stupid. but there was times where I really felt like Owens is gonna like they were doing power moves on the cage they were I mean that thing must have been seriously reinforced and there was a bunch of times where you felt like, no, one of them's going over the edge, you know, and eventually, obviously, it didn't yeah. happen. But it felt like one of them's going, you know, to be pushed over the edge, which I always feel like is a bigger bump than propelling yourself, yeah, you know. Um, so I really, I, I had to pick that match as you know. I
1: think my favorite my element of five. that was Sami Zayn's official like turn.
2: That was nice too, because mm. he's a great heel. So, and it's, I'm glad to see them finally have something for him. So and that was that was something I wasn't expecting mm. you know um
1: but yeah that's definitely in my top 5 I've got to say so what what do you got um I mean I had Naito versus Omega their match at G1 Climax was unbelievable and I mean when you put Omega in anything or Naito in anything you're going to get an unbelievable match
2: I also had that on my
1: list too <laughs> yeah
2: no and that's like a given you know, Omega, I have a feeling, is going to show up a bunch oh, yeah. <laughs> on both front lists. I lists. Mean, so um... it's really the year of Omega. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just another classic story and just great storytelling in the ring. Mm-hmm. You
1: know? um, Now, and- I was voting for Omega to win all of G1, again, because I wanted to see him go and get the title. That's what I wanted him to see. But now that I know more about Naito's story, about what he like started off with being booed and mm-hmm. losing his like top spot, pretty much. Yeah. Now that I know all this character and where he's at right now and how he's going to be up against Okada this year at Wrestle Kingdom, I'm so, so much happier that he actually won this. That he's at this. Yeah, position. and we'll
2: get to Wrestle Kingdom shortly. <laughs> so, but I that was definitely on my list too. Just that you know sidebar, just that the pile driver. Mm -hmm. that uh he hits on uh, i think he hits on omega right Mm. Uh, off the i don't know why they have those skinny tables at new japan i mean i think they're trying to kill they want to hurt each other (laughs) i mean (laughs) but he falls off to the side of the table when he hits it it that looked horrifying Mm. um just a great great match so uh what else do you got on your
1: list um tags a tag match between diy authors of pain and revival at orlando um what is those called takeover. Yes. That was uh, an unbelievable match. I mean, you put DIY and Revival against each other, they're always going to come up with a big match. uh uh-huh. But the Authors of Pain were able to make it a little bit more interesting. Do- give it a little bit more of a spin, where they're constantly breaking up things. You saw DIY and Revival team up at certain points. Mm-hmm. It was just chaos in the ring.
2: Yeah, and they've done a great job mm-hmm. um uh Authors of Pain as monsters. Yeah. You know, and like keeping that way. Traditional monsters yes. too. It's not just exactly. like um they have a strong like road warriors vibe mm-hmm. to them, which I like. You know, they even have their manager, you know. So, um they're definitely going for that, but I I really did enjoy that match a lot. Um, you know, Authors of Pain was really green, but they kind of hit it well yeah. in
1: that match. I mean, that's their that's where they are going to hit it well. Whether yes. you don't get to see their weaknesses, you just see them pop in when they need to be. And those other two teams are just fantastic yeah. workers. You know? I, I'm I'm so sad that revival is not just going to stay in NXT because yeah, I I mean they are deserving of main roster, but main roster is just a terrifying place (laughs) yes
2: you never know what's going to happen when McMahon gets his hands on the Mm -hmm. team you know and they should be a team
1: that's should have been skyrocketed as soon as they got to the main roster
2: I do think I think the injury kind of took them off the Mm tracks because I did feel like they're gonna you know do big things with them at first I'm just hoping that it's not a case of you know what happened with Finn Balor where he gets injured and then you know he kind of you know falls to the wayside when he comes back um, storyline wise so we'll see because I know there recently are back on tv so you know hopefully there's big things
1: in the future for them do you see a future for either um gargano or oh, what's his name again tapas uh... yeah C-M-, cm or something yes yes it's a hard name it's, it's <laughs> a hard name it's it. a mouthful <laughs> um
2: as a team
1: well they broke no, up right yeah they broke up i'm saying like as single competitors in the main roster johnny they ever... i do. Johnny, Johnny... Johnny, I do. I, I
2: don't know if um, Top is... He, he's got the look, you know, that McMahon likes. He'd make a great heel, but... He's a great heel. What's it, like, American Psycho is what his... I think his moniker was in uh, I on the indie scene. But, um, but uh, he... Yeah, he would make a great heel. I just don't know if they're going to get behind him. Like, he'll hmm. be a good, like, mid-card heel, if anything. he do better
1: than Elias. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, right? Um,
2: but... Johnny, I definitely see big things for him. Um, he's undersized, so I'm wondering if they'll just throw him on 205. But you know, be a
1: disservice to him.
2: I think he could break out of that. Mm. He's, I mean, he's such a skilled worker.
1: I don't know. We'll see. You know, you never know with McMahon. <laughs> I'm hoping that the doors are still open for Candice Lee Ray to join. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so I also have Cena versus Styles at the Rumble almost a year ago. God time flies yeah um just a classic match and i mean just so well done i mean you could say what you want about cena but he knows how to you know put a match together mm-hmm. you know and he knows how to work it could be crowd. a little
1: bit quieter but yeah he, he can put a match together yeah
2: so he really you know i mean he's a general out there and styles obviously you know <laughs> anything he could wrestle a broomstick you know as yeah. they say and, you know <laughs> put on a great match so um you know and this was I think this was the third in the series yeah and I think it was the best you know to, to be the third and well, to be every the time they met
1: it was good so you know and
2: I mean Cena won it which usually puts me in a bad mood right away Um but I was okay because the match was just that quality of a match so that was definitely on my list
1: I wasn't happy that he won <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy whatsoever um, and then of course number one Kenny Omega versus Okada just the entire series I mean, yeah, the internet has screamed six-star match over and over again. But it really, like, you don't need to know the story just to sit there and enjoy this um, these matches. Exactly. It's that good. Exactly. And it's not just a spot fest. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know,
2: you know, uh, veteran wrestlers and, you know, old-time fans will, like, you know, complain about this match was, the story was told in the ring, hmm. really. Um, you know, just great psychology. I think it was the second match where... Um, Okada goes and tries to hit his rainmaker, mm-hmm. and uh, Omega passes out before he uh, <laughs> gets to hit it. Um, just uh, in the fact that it went to a time limit draw. Oh yeah, you know, I There's mean, With that style that they're working to go sixty minutes is pretty damn impressive. Um, this is a you know race versus roads, mm-hmm. you know, at <laughs> the Coliseum. So, and I
1: love that Omega constantly keeps saying, "I don't even think that was the best I could do." Like that's just how he sees it.
2: The world is his oyster right now. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm super excited to see where, you know, this year takes him. Mm. Um, he's definitely been handed the keys to the castle, it seems like, by New Japan. They know what they have with him. Um, and I think they're going to milk it for everything they have, you oh, yeah. know, so... But, yeah, no, I agree. I put that trilogy down, you know, as my top. You know, I kind of cheated and put that as my number one. (laughs) Because it's hard to really say which one. I I mean, number
1: one will always be my favorite.
2: Yeah, I think the first one was my favorite, but I love number two so much. (laughs) I really did. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, and the third one was great, even though it was shorter. Mm. But, you know, still an awesome match. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we get more from that story Mm. eventually. So... It'll be interesting. It really will He's got to win
1: eventually. He's got to win the title
2: eventually. I think, I think he will. I mean, it'll be such a disservice to him and that story Yeah. if he doesn't. So we'll see. We will see.
1: Um, top wrestlers. Well, AJ Styles for sure. AJ Definitely Styles. Up there. He made a mark wherever he goes. So. I mean, I was
2: really nervous about him coming into the company. Hmm. I was really nervous. And the fact that he is, you know... best wrestler in the world i didn't think mcmahon would give a damn but Mm. i mean obviously the old man still cares about (laughs) ring work because styles doesn't have bad matches and you know when he's on he's having some of the best matches in the world so i was you know super super like just pleasantly surprised by you know how far they pushed him and how fast you know after wrestlemania when he lost to jericho the year before Mm. i was like oh no i know where this is going but you know sure enough he was in the world title scene and you know he came in at
1: a a difficult time to be a wwe superstar he came in yeah
2: he came in and just the pop he got at the rumble Mm -hmm. i mean i was surprised by that you know i knew he would get a reaction but i think maybe that woke up some people Mm -hmm. you know i mean obviously they paid decently for him (laughs) to come there um you know unfortunately he hasn't you know shown up with for gallows and anderson
0: yeah
2: um but hopefully you know with everything that's happening right now on raw um no spoilers since i know it just you know aired but you know hopefully you know they'll be you know having a storyline coming up for them too hopefully um but yeah no styles is definitely on my list i have jericho you know, as my he was actually my number three. I think I had Styles number two. But Jericho's on my list. Um, that guy just reinvents himself <laughs> every oh, time yeah. he comes back. And this really, if it wasn't for Omega's year, I would say this was the year of Jericho because he carried the WWE mm-hmm. for a good like twelve. The months. list was you know, perfect. He's definitely carried. Yes, the list, everything. He's been the mo- he's been at least the most entertaining thing out of the ring um, this past year. Um, you know, I don't think they did his, you know, match against Owens justice. I would have liked to see it go further, but I think that was more of a schedule thing for him because he was about to go on tour. So, and I think he actually extended his schedule a little just for the Owens thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this was definitely Jericho's year also. So it's great to see those two Mm -hmm. facing off against each other. Omega and Jericho, um, at, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So, but yeah, no, that guy, I mean, he's got to be on the top 10 list oh, of yeah. greatest of all time now at this point. To stay Undeniable. this relevant for this long, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, most guys are winding down. This
1: relevant and this good. I and, mean, this is unbelievable that think, he's still wrestling this caliber of matches. And you think about it, technically he's a part-timer, mm-hmm.
2: you know, but he comes in and he steals the show every time and it's not just nostalgia with him. Mm-hmm. He's creating a new character, a new angle every time he shows up. And, you know, he steals the show. So I I think at first he was supposed to be, like, kind of like a lackey Mm -hmm. for Owens. And then, you know, unfortunately, you know, for Owens, he kind of, you know.
1: Stole it all Yes, yeah.
2: He outshined him, in a way. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, definitely Jericho's on my list. And then I think we both have the same number one.
1: Yeah, Kenny Omega. Yeah, all the way. (laughs) (laughs) I have Naito as my number two because he's had a fantastic year. Okay, fair enough.
2: Fair enough, and I, I, he probably would be on my list, too. I feel like I haven't seen enough matches of Nino, but everything that I've seen, mm-hmm. I've loved. You're going to be and...
1: buying a Los Angeles hat
2: soon. <laughs> You're right, right. They're on, they're... I saw him at Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. I was like, do these kids even know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hot but Topic fair... was not prepared this year for the Bullet Club. They were not. It was constantly out, like sold out yeah. every time i go into a store. Yeah, they're
2: better now, it mm-hmm. seems like, um, but... It, definitely they weren't prepared with for their popularity. I mean, mm. God bless those guys. They know <laughs> how to really, you know, get out there and, you know, sell themselves. Because, mm. I mean, it reminds me of the buzz around uh, ECW when it first started. Um, just like this kind of cult following that just kept on growing mm. and growing and growing. Um, and I hope that it keeps on continuing to grow. You know, it seems like it will. So, I mean, it's hard to make a mark in this business. we well, yeah,
1: because plenty of people were saying, you know, Bullet Club's going out like they're not there's no reason to keep going
2: i think this is the best the bullet clubs ever i know. been. honestly you I, know
1: i disagree with their claims
2: <laughs> <laughs> right um but yeah no it really to make a mark in this business mm-hmm. and not be underneath the wwe umbrella
1: says a lot yeah so i mean um, half the crowds at wwe shows are now wearing bullet club shirts. yeah
2: they're just printing money yeah honestly so. <laughs> they're just printing money so we'll see. we'll see how long it is before McMahon swallows them up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, not to be the uh, messenger of doom.
1: Well, hopefully.
2: It's coming, just, Christian. I... It's coming. Someone's going to get in his ear and
1: say, you have to sign these guys. And they're going to offer a lot. Well, and they... they're not going to do
2: crap with them, <laughs> but they're going to offer them a lot.
1: Well, I feel like they would steal the show no matter what they do. I think so, but
2: they're going to end up on like 205 Live. And we've seen what those guys, mm. you know, who stole the show that cruiserweight classic was just one of the best things i've seen in years and they ruined that so i wouldn't be surprised either way <sighs> what so, else has
1: wwe ruined for you right? well
2: let's talk about <laughs> disappointments right mm-hmm. so our biggest disappointments of the year and we'll stay with wrestling right now um wwe ruined smackdown for me <laughs> with the whole Ginger <laughs> mahal title run mm-hmm. you know i felt like that just took the air out of that whole show um you know too much time was spent with it he wasn't ready. There was no buildup for it. And the fact that, you know, it sounds like it was them just trying to corner a market, a foreign market, mm-hmm. just felt like the wrong message to the wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and it was just... Well, I'd be pissed if I was in that Completely locker. racist at times mm-hmm. and just awful. It was 80s awfulness. You know, I had flashbacks of being a young, you know, Persian kid watching the Iron Sheik on TV. So I can't imagine, you know... yeah. <laughs> You know, being an Indian child. All it would have taken was just
1: a simple build. Give me two months. Give yes. me three months. Yes. Even. Just just yes. build him up a little bit. It's not that he couldn't be champion. It's just that there was no credible reason for him to be champion at that point. It was the equivalent
2: of SD Jones, who was a jobber in the eighties, going from the undercar to winning the world title mm. in like three weeks. It would make no sense. You know, um, and this made no sense. There was literally no... He was losing on Raw, mm-hmm. came over to SmackDown, and became the number one contender and won the title. You know, or he was throwing in a match or something. Yeah. You know, it's somehow. Just... <laughs> you know, was in the main events of a pay-per-view that he shouldn't have been even mm-hmm. part of. Um, And not to say that he's not capable of becoming a great wrestler and, you know, somewhere down the line he will be a great wrestler, but he wasn't ready no. for this. You know? was It's... it's... So um that definitely was one of my biggest disappointments. Another disappointment on the wrestling front was Nakamura. Yeah. You know, making the main roster and just not knowing what to do. It wasn't with him. his fault. No. Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> not his fault. It's just McMahon does not know how to market um foreign wrestlers, it yeah. seems like. You know, he doesn't know how to do it. Just let them be themselves, Mm -hmm. you know. And not that he's given him anything, you know, too stereotypical or anything like that. You know, it's not like... uh, Thank God. Yeah, oh God. (laughs)
1: Because that could have been a gender (laughs) all situation for him. Yes, it could have been.
2: Um, But it just felt like they took what was so great and what was working so well in NXT and watered it down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and his matches, like right from the start, he had a match against Ziggler at a pay-per-view. And instead of just making him a dominant, you know, force, you know, it was this fifty fifty booking that really just kind of, you know, made him normal. Yeah. And that's not what Nakamura is. He's not a normal wrestler. No. You know, he needs to be shown for how great he is, you know. And if you're booked a certain way, there's only so much you can do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I'm hoping that they write the ship soon, but you know, do I have a lot of
1: hope? I I'm hoping he leaves. <laughs> I, I just I don't trust them with that.
2: Yeah, you know I I agree. I'm hoping that Triple H, you know, gets into the old man's ear. Um, I would you know, have hoped he would out. have done
1: that already. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I agree. You know, because I mean, he it worked. Magic the fact that for... he didn't take the
1: title off of Ginger when he did, like when he had those matches, was insane. Well, and the fact that they went to India and then Triple H went over on him, the market that they were trying to corner.
2: Like they had a huge house show there ah. just recently, mm-hmm. and they go there and they're talking about how this is going to be he's going to be a superstar for this market that they've never been able to like capture. You know, how many people are in India? The rules and they...
1: always apply. <laughs> Until... <laughs> you don't win in your hometown,
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It used to be the opposite, but the fact that Triple H had to be the one, too, mm-hmm. I was like, come on, man,
1: <laughs> it's been in weird you already house have shows all over the place, you already have a bad
2: rap come on (laughs) let the kid go over you know have him beat some stew nod you know Mm. but yeah no it yeah it was it was it was a little frustrating this year um to say the least um comic wise
1: well no before i get to comics okay go ahead. because kane's return blew my mind it's just (laughs) his whole return to wwe has just been terrible Oh, uh, he we went from, from Corporate Kane
2: and khakis yeah. to the monster, the big red machine. again. Like it's
1: okay if he came back as Corporate Kane and was doing something more behind. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Not in the ring, not beating young superstars like Finn Balor. And I feel it's like that's just, his
2: future. He'll be—I feel like he'll be one of those guys mm-hmm. in the suit who runs up to break up, break up like fights and stuff. Like D-Von is now. You know, he'll be one of the agents
1: on the road. You know, he should play. not be in a main no. event match with Braun Strowman no. and Brock Lesnar. He should not be going no. for the title. It's
2: And I don't do you think that's a case of them saving and I guess Strowman and Brock have already wrestled the one on one, but do you think they want to save that and that's why they're throwing Kane in there? Or are they just trying to give him one last hurrah before <sighs> I think both he writes out. I think the both sunset?
1: I think he's at his end and he wants there to be this big going away for himself, but it looks terrible, especially since they haven't... It's no build. There's
2: no... He's lost a couple steps in the ring. Yeah. And, you know, as a big man, he was always one who shined, you know, for his size. Mm-hmm. So it's even more glaring how much he doesn't belong in the ring anymore. He
1: should just be tombstoning review, Not chokes... He needs to just get rid of the chokesman at this point. Because the moves that we're seeing in the WWE, this is... It looks weak. But it looks even- like...
2: You saw the one spot where he like trips over his own feet. Oh well, yeah, right? and He's got a bad knee or there's something. So I don't want to like put, but yeah, it's time. I think that boat has sailed. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I would have given the angle a little more time if he was coming out to like avenge the Undertaker or something, which I kind of hinted at. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make any sense, like why he showed up and why he was attacking Reigns at first, and then why you know it just felt very shoehorned in. Um, but we've seen that. Can you
1: imagine him getting suplexed over and over again and being able to get back up?
2: He won't. he What'll happen was he'll get hit like two or three times and he'll be out of the match for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he'll do a sit up at like one point, like where it looks like Strowman's gonna win and break up that pin. So that's I could see that being the booking that they do. They'll yeah. protect him. You know, there's no way he's taking suplex after suplex after suplex.
1: Or it could be one of those situations where he takes a big bump, they have to take him to the back, and then he shows up yes, in the middle which of the they've raid. done like
2: three times <laughs> <laughs> this year. Yeah. So I think they did it with Lesnar. I mm-hmm. think Lesnar took a big bump, went to the back, and then showed up and won the match, you know, which was horrible. Um, so, I mean, I unless this is his last hurrah, and he's like, screw it, you know, beat my old ass, mm. you know, down, I don't care, I don't have to do this tomorrow anymore. So, which I haven't heard, but maybe... We'll see. But do I want to watch it? No.
1: <laughs> I don't need him on TV anymore. Yes. Yes. I agree. But yeah, comic book-wise, Secret Empire was the biggest disappointment of the year. Yes. Absolutely agree.
2: A hundred percent. It really kind of, I felt like, put Marvel in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, and it just, I'm exhausted with events, and maybe that's why, you know, I'm being a little critical of Metal right now, which I've enjoyed overall, but... I'm just so tired of spinoffs and, you know, story arcs that last for, you know, six, seven months, you know.
1: I just want them to matter if they're going to put all this effort behind them. I want them to matter to the universe. I want them to make an impact. I feel like Spencer was telling a
2: great story um, in the Cap book. And I felt like this story could have been told in the Captain America book um, and actually mattered. You know, where there would have been consequences for everything. Um, You know, not to dive into this, (laughs) because that's a whole episode. (laughs) But um, I felt like maybe, you know, people behind the scenes got in his ear and said, you know, this is like our Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't have it end on a note where it would leave Captain America in this kind of gray space, you know, reflecting... You know and having to deal with consequences because he really even though they say oh yeah you know he's not captain america they kind of took the easy way out yeah. with the character you know so he's not really having to deal with the guilt as much even though they're saying it everyone saw on tv you know mm. uh, yeah that it was not captain america doing yeah. these things so it was such an easy way out um of that whole storyline so it was disappointing because there's parts of that I really enjoyed and they just totally fumbled
1: it was such a like dark story at the beginning so much bad was happening and you especially like ugh, when they have the Captain America book come right after that and mm-hmm. it's such a happy glossy yes. story that threw me off so much it's like a G
2: rated story ugh. it's
1: totally like a vintage
2: book which I, I get you know and be, I would be fine with that at any other point but it's very offsetting mm-hmm to go from, you know, Secret Empire to that Cap story. Give
1: me just one issue of redemption. That's all I need. That's all I need.
2: I need a whole arc of redemption. I can't That's deal fine. with him being a Nazi and not having to <laughs> deal with consequences. You know, I know what you mean. You know, but once, you know, and I didn't understand the outrage that fans had. You know, once the, I knew the Cube was involved, I knew where it was leading. Mm-hmm. So I was like, pump pump the brakes, guys. Okay. <laughs> this is a comic book. Mm-hmm. Captain America is still Captain America. This is only going to be a year-long, two-year-long thing. You know, relax. You know, we saw it when they killed Peter Parker, you know, and Dr. Octopus took mm-hmm. over his body. It's a comic book, you know. But, you know, for it to not lead anywhere and not to matter, yeah. it barely resonates in the other books right now. You know, it's not really talked about.
1: Oh, no. Not at so,
2: all. So, um, yeah, huge disappointment. You know, so they've got a lot of redeeming mm-hmm. this year, Marvel. So we'll see we'll see what happens under new management yes pretty much (laughs) and that's been rocky that start has been you know not off Uh, to the best so we'll see we'll see i've got iron fist on my list of disappointments and Um, you're not wrong to have your list of disappointments i was really excited for that series um i started getting less and less (laughs) excited once i started seeing the trailers And unfortunately, I had every reason to, because it was awful. Mm -hmm. I had to force myself to finish watching that series just because I wanted to know where we were in that universe for Defenders. Um, I felt like that awfulness resonated in the Defenders show. Mm. It took that show down a notch, unfortunately. I didn't understand the uh, approach to the character, by Marvel Mm -hmm. for Iron Fist, you know, to kind of have him as this wishy-washy kind of, you know.
1: He's worse than Anakin. Yeah, he was. It was a
2: very Anakin story. Mm -hmm. It really was. He's just unredeemed. He's just unlikable, you know? So, it just, it was a struggle, you know? And like, just the overuse of boardrooms and this, like him trying to prove his identity. It's like, I want to see him kick things. He's the Iron Fist. You can have those, but don't make it Eight episodes. Yes, exactly. I don't care if it's like to you know give us exposition and give us story. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But he needs to spark his fist up a couple times. You know, if you're not going to have him in costume, which that character, a lot of that character is how awesome that costume Mm -hmm. is. You got to have him with the glowing fist punching ninjas left and right. Define his powers. Yeah, exactly. They didn't even do that. He doesn't know his powers. (laughs) Exactly. He doesn't know how to use them because his fist was barely glowing through that whole series. It'd
1: be like I can use it. I can't use it now. Yes. There was, it was just a confusion behind what he can do yeah, with his powers. He was impotent. And even Fist. into the Defenders, <laughs> it was just kind of like, oh, now I can use it when I want, kind of a thing. Kind of, but then even that,
2: yeah. Um, I felt like they did a little better job in the Defenders mm-hmm. with him, but yeah, he definitely dragged down that series, you know. And I liked that series overall, for the record. Um, but he was definitely kind of a black mark on it.
1: And even then, it was my main problem ended up being the villain rather than anything else in Iron Fist that final like once you because um it builds up after that episode four you get a kind of it's that kind of thing where it's like it's a new series
2: almost i'm staring at christian blankly right now because i can't even remember who the villain is in this story the, the
1: father Meachum. oh yes the meachams
2: and the, he turns oh, out God. to be the real villain at the end i don't even know what that performance was that like, whole
1: the, last episode didn't need to be even in the show
2: You know, and I don't know if that was just (laughs) scripts or whatever, like, but like that. It was like,
1: oh, we got to wrap everything else up. It was such a
2: 90s B movie kind of villain Mm -hmm. and like portrayal of a villain that I just, I checked out. It was so cheesy. I couldn't handle it.
1: Like, I liked the elements of the hand and the story between Colleen Wing not knowing that she's part of the hand. She was great. And all those kinds of elements. Yes. But then Danny still needing the approval of this other family that. Didn't Danny looking for a family? That's it's, pretty much
2: what this whole like arc and it, for and the it character didn't was.
1: It went on into the Defenders. Yes. him getting a family through the Defenders after like
2: day one too. Like trying to keep the team like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know these people. No, you know he's supposed to be on the sacred mission. <laughs> what are you doing? So yeah, no, no, that was pretty much garbage. And and. The, like I said before with Punisher, I was gonna scream if Iron Fist was gonna get a second season, Punisher mm-hmm. wasn't. So luckily, you know,
1: Punisher's getting that
2: second yeah. season. Not only is Iron Fist gonna have his second season, he's gonna be on Luke Cage too. You know, which that I was dynamic
1: pen- was good in the defenders. Yes,
2: that was one of the saving graces of that was that dynamic actually they that was well done. And you could see chemistry there. So I was hoping that it would just be, you know, they would take Iron Fist and just throw him on a couple episodes mm-hmm. of Luke Cage, and then maybe have him be part of that cast instead of giving him in another show. But who knows? Maybe they got because I know they have new people behind the mm. show. Maybe they turn around and it's our favorite thing of 2018. You know, we'll see. The-
1: I you Christian's right now, looking at not me like no, be, but they have a lot of work to do. To hey, turn maybe that he's around. sparking
2: that fist left and right and punching ninjas' heads off. It's gonna be can, it's I gonna be the it.
1: thing where I'm gonna need to see him train and become the real Iron Fist before I believe he's yeah. got this power.
2: Or this was a clone and
1: <laughs> the real Iron Fist shows up. Well, what would you do if they killed him off? During his own show? Yeah. Killed him off and put and then, in a new And oh, then, what, Fist. Colleen takes over? Or something. That would be fantastic. That would be interesting. I would be all for that. <laughs> That's great. Book it. Let's put it on. <laughs> Call they Marvel. Need, they need another female in the uh, Yes, Avengers they do. Well,
2: and, and not what's her name? I'm done with the Night
1: Nurse. Oh, no more you know what i
2: i was happy that she didn't show up in punisher
1: i was sure she was going to die in defenders i I was was too like oh
2: they're gonna kill her off this is their college that was my whole like theory that it was that it was the agent colson thing yeah Yeah, they're going to use that to basically you know bring the team together you know because she was such a big part She was kind of the glue for Hmm. all those other shows it just would make sense now i'm sure she's going to die in luke cage you think so <laughs> yeah cuz they got to get him and you know Jessica Jones together mm-hmm. sooner than later. They and they're the kind of hinting at that, you know, relationship through the Defenders. So yeah,
1: I could see that. But
2: anyway, anyway, other big disappointments.
1: Uh well, there's always the biggest. Superman's upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where we're going? Yeah. Uh Justice League was um hard to watch. <laughs>
2: from the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And this is not saying anything about the performance of uh what's his name? Oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. I, I oh, thought was, he did great. As Superman. I thought this was the best <laughs> like Superman we've seen on screen since Christopher Reeve's, mm-hmm. you know, not that there's been that much, but um compared to the last, you know, couple movies with him in it, I felt like, oh, this feels like Superman. But his freaking lip <laughs> was so distracting. <laughs> Um, and the rest of the movie was mm. just... Just... Not good. Not good to be kind. No. Um, and I was excited for it. You know? So I think maybe that... Maybe I just feel like an idiot for being so excited after I walked in
1: else. with lowered expectations. I knew... Oh, because the ratings were out at that point. Yeah, That's I was right. just... I was like, this is... This could be bad and I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. I, I was... This, for me, was worse than Fantastic Four's revival. Wow. Okay. Like... The way that they treated these characters, the way that the team was basically pointless. And yes, they just what Superman, Superman showed—they just they were there to revive. This was just Superman. yeah, bring Superman yeah. to life. This is his world, his story. This is yeah,
2: it. they revived Superman and they yeah, yeah they brought him back, <laughs> and then he took over and that was it. So it really yeah, it felt like more of a Superman story than. And you took a story. good,
1: like a lot of people now I'm seeing are saying that Batman was portrayed poorly in both films, but. You took a good Batman from Batman vs. Superman. Even though he wasn't necessarily the Batman I would have wanted to see, and that was my main complaint. He still felt like Batman. He though. still felt like Batman. He still was a very well done. He was a very good character. Yes. And you took all those elements and you just threw them away. All the elements that he had from that film were thrown away. The
2: two scenes that kill me. The scene when Superman finally shows up, and Batman has a moment where he mm-hmm. almost like fanboys out. Like okay, that's not Batman. <laughs> and then the scene where they finally bring Superman back, and they leave the boom tube just sitting out in the open. Oh yeah, like it's like the Batman I know is prepared for that. You know, he's not just leaving it out in the open for you know. He
1: would have immediately gone and got it. Yes, you know, he would have a plan already in place. You know, for everything.
2: You know, um, you know the fact that he didn't really have
1: a plan to bring back Superman. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just kind of guessed. Yeah. How do you go from, if there's even a 1% chance that yeah. he's evil, I have to kill him, to, hey, he's come back, I'll just throw his wife in front of him, and if he's evil, he's evil. Yeah, you know, and then uh, he whatever. beheads her, and, yeah. you
2: know. <laughs> and I deal with the consequences. So, I mean, it, yeah. It did it, yeah.
1: He even says that he deal with the consequences. Yeah, to I, literally, me.
2: yes, right?
1: It's the fact but, that he puts together a team and then complains to them how we need to
2: bring back superman that's the only way we're gonna Mm -hmm. win it doesn't make any sense you know and even you know i mean it wasn't awful how they portrayed wonder woman but it wasn't up to snuff compared to it was a movie yes absolutely absolutely you know they kind of started to sexualize her again Mm -hmm. um which you know wonder woman movie
1: did not do at all um you they know. even sexualized the Amazonians a little bit more. Yes.
2: Yes, with their costumes. So it's just It was very Snyder. It was very Snyder. And you know, the
1: whole look of the movie. And Internet, I understand, you know, Whedon got to work on it after him. This wasn't just Whedon's cut. This wasn't just yeah, his no. decisions. I hate that I keep seeing this meme online where it's oh the whedon version and the snyder version and the snyder version is constantly looking better I'm like did we learn nothing yeah exactly
2: but those are fans of all the snyder movies exactly. who are making that argument where it's like I, I i know what scenes i have a feeling i know what scenes hmm. were whedon's and those were some of the scenes i actually enjoyed so like you know aquaman sitting on the lasso you oh. know and kind of like yeah you know i under like okay that was funny you know and uh, there were good moments in the movie for the characters and i wouldn't mind seeing some of these characters get their own movie i'm excited for aquaman hmm. which comes out next year um or this year i'm sorry it's 2018 yep. um i'm looking forward to that but at the same time do i want to see another justice league movie anytime soon no 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 so there unless you give it to ma- patty jenkins
1: <laughs> there was nothing to make me excited for that holy trinity yes it wasn't and there, it didn't feel like a holy
2: trinity it didn't it felt no. like it was superman's movie and friends mm-hmm. so um yeah I, uh, we deserve better as fans mm-hmm. so i'm, I'm and we, not willing we've to see better
1: we've seen better we know like there's films raising the bar constantly and then there's dc yes. that's dragging it yes. down but i felt like they
2: raised the bar with wonder woman i don't want to completely you know but and they were the first one to get that mm-hmm. strong female character finally on screen um, in her own movie and I, that has to be you know they have to get credit for that but Justice League man what were you thinking I felt like that movie needed another six months mm-hmm. you know to, to work on this. and CGI. honestly Warner
1: Brothers needs to just suck it up and take the time yes instead of rushing it just take push the time push it back if you see that it's not going to be a good movie if you're bracing yourself for this kind of negative backlash they had to you know you shouldn't like, yeah. there's no way someone sat through that cut yeah. and said this was going to be well received. My God,
2: and I mean they did tie like Whedon's hands, you know, with the two hours, mm-hmm. um, and Snyder's hands for that matter. But it was just such bad storytelling. It really did. It really was. There was nothing cohesive about that movie. So, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
1: on to more positive things. <sighs> Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. It's a day away. Yes, yes it is. We're here. I am not prepared to sit through all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially, what time does it air here? Oh, I think it has um, a separate like showing for American audiences during the day. Oh, right. Um, as far as I was aware, it was like 3 a.m. But that's going to be rebroadcast, yeah. though. So, yeah. The Twitter will have already told you. Every, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> oh,
2: I'm sure, yeah, yeah. the next day on Twitter, it's going to be ruined
1: first thing in the morning. So Yeah, it would be 3 a.m. Eastern time. What matches are you most excited for? Well, I, the one I'm most excited for actually is Naito versus Okada. Mm-hmm. While I know the big story for most of American audiences is Kenny Omega versus Jericho, I want to see the completion of Naito's story because mm-hmm. he should win the title. I agree. I don't know if he's going to actually win the title. I'm afraid Okada's that Okada's had that belt for you a long
2: exactly. time.
1: They love Okada. Yeah, they they really love him, and especially if they don't want him to leave or do anything with any other company, why would you take it off of him? They seem to to
2: go like this like WrestleMania way of thinking with Wrestle Kingdom, and mm. I could be wrong, but it always feels like the face usually goes over in the main event. They want the fans to go home happy, mm. but I feel like Naito is such a tweener where he's got such a big following that you know he's got get, the fans yeah he's got the fans so i feel like they would actually be disappointed if he doesn't go over um it's going to be spectacular mm-hmm. i mean you know the match itself is going to be killer you know and i'm sure it's going to be one of the top matches of the year i'm sure next year this time we'll be talking about this match you know on our list mm-hmm. um so but yeah for me i've got i've got to go jericho and omega just because it's so out of nowhere, out of left field, hmm. and it's such a great angle. you think
1: they're going to take it around the arena? Well, no disqualifications.
2: Yeah, I mean, I really think so. I think that will help Jericho, you know, keep up with with hmm. Omega, um, and it would make sense. Um, I definitely feel like you're going to get some run-ins from you know the young bucks. Oh yeah, you know that's going to happen. But then my question is, do you have? I mean, that's a heel way of thinking. I mean. Omega's being booked as the face in this angle. You know he's the one who's getting jumped. He's the one who's getting challenged left and right. I know he got some retribution, um, but does Jericho have anyone run in for him? If you had, I mean, if you had to book it, obviously you would have. Mm, you know, yeah. half the WWE roster show up <laughs> 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 on a handshake agreement. Well, who but would do you think?
1: Who, who in New Japan would help Chris Jericho? I don't know. Does he align himself with someone? what if he goes tranquil oh
2: (laughs) that That would be be interesting interesting. right Mm -hmm. that would be cool because how do you book this match to live up to this hype
1: i mean you could have another cody and young bucks try to stop the match and omega says no i'm going to keep going
2: do the bullet club betray omega and go with that would be huge go with jericho
1: (sighs) but jericho's not going to stay around And I would hate to see... Do you know that for sure? I don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure.
2: Now, I know he said it's one one and done. You know, but that's Jericho trying to sell this match. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, they could see... Maybe something where it's Cody, you know, helping Jericho out. And then Jericho's aligned with them, but Cody's really the leader. The de facto leader.
1: So what, you just see like a super kick train at the end of the match? I don't know. Do the Show Young on. Bucks go too? Well, I just...
2: You know, because they Do you have... break
1: all that up? Do you end the Elite? Because they
2: kind of have, like, you know, kind of a... Like, it seems like there's the Bullet Club. It's almost like back in the day with the NWO, where there's the NWO, black and white, mm-hmm. and then the Wolfpack NWO. You know, that's kind of the vibe that's going. So I could see it kind of split. But you've got the Elite crew with Omega, and then you've got, like, Cody, you know and the rest of the Bullet Club. Mm. You know, I could see something like that happening. I don't know if that'll happen. That sounds very Western (laughs) for New Japan. (laughs) But that'd be good. Now, how awesome would would it be if there was a handshake agreement between WWE and New Japan, and you actually got, like, the New Day show up and help out? Because they've been teasing that for how long, right? I just
1: feel like the New Day are too much of a comedy group to, like, be taken seriously in that moment, though. I mean, be, it would it, be insane. You would pop, though, right? <laughs> I'd be standing watching.
2: Yes, you would go crazy if that happened. Mm-hmm. I would go crazy. Because, yeah, no, obviously I want to see, like, Finn Balor and, you know, AJ Styles show up. But, yeah, if the New Day showed up, that'd be, that'd be great.
1: What are the New Day even doing right now? Are they in anything? They're, They're-
2: throwing pancakes at people. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And I, I missed the reference to the pancakes, so I have no idea why they're throwing pancakes at people. I just see people I know, I know Xavier's going
1: after the U.S. title.
2: Yes, he's in the tournament. And we have to talk about that angle. Whoa. We'll talk uh, in a future episode <laughs> with Ziggler just putting down the belts and walking away.
1: Is he actually done with the company? I have leave? no idea.
2: The fact that we don't know that he's done with the company tells me that he's not done with the
1: company. Well, yeah, the way that he's... Made all these like um, promos and stuff, it shows. Oh, I'm not actually done because if they wouldn't let it's him, it's definitely like an that. angle.
2: I feel like it's definitely an angle, he should leave. But <laughs> I'm just done, I'm done, I'm just done with the character, I'm done with him. I mean, he's a great worker, but, he's a great I,
1: worker, but he'd be better in the indies.
2: Oh, and he'd make more money, yeah,
1: he'd, he'd be make, way he'd make better so much the
2: more movies. money. Um, if that's what he wants to do, it feels like he's a little distracted now by all these other you know career options for himself. Mm-hmm. So I know he likes comedy a lot. I don't know if he's really good at it. I've seen some of his stand up. Um, but I wouldn't want to see him do just no, no, just by from his promos. I'm <laughs> a huge fan. But yeah. So but anyway, back to back, let's get back. <laughs> 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 Enough WWE. They'll have, you know, plenty of episodes dedicated mm-hmm. to them in the future. Um is there any other matches on the card? You know, for me, uh I know you Ibushi were in and
1: Rhodes. And Rhodes, that'd be interesting. I'm
2: excited. Um, I love Rhodes as a heel. I mean, he knows how to work a crowd, you know, psychologically.
1: And Abushi can do whatever.
2: And that guy's fantastic, He'll just do whatever. He can do it all. He's a little stone-faced when it comes to storytelling, but that guy, I mean... He's insane. Is insane, (laughs) yes. Yes. Um, what about the Young Bucks and Rapungi,
1: uh, AK? I mean, from what I've seen, it felt more just like, we don't have anything for either of you guys to do at the moment, so let's just... Throw you in a match. I feel like they they just need to move them up a weight class and let them
2: finally go after the main titles, the main the main tag team titles.
1: I mean, that'd be interesting. You know, who's, I think it's time. Who is the current holder again? Uh, is. No, no, no. Um, Killer. Oh, Elite of squad. the actual the the heavyweight belts. Mm, it's Killer Elite Squad. They're going up against Sonata and Evil. That's Davy Boy Smith, right? Mm-hmm. And um,
2: what's his name? What's Archer. It? Something. like I think that. it's Archer Davy Boy Smith.
1: I mean, you could have Asana and Evil go over.
2: Yeah, and that would be great. I mean, I would definitely, I would, I would really want to be, yeah, I really want to see that.
1: Would it just be a night of Lost in Norlis, Pretty much then? You could. You, I mean, they run the gambit and they, they take all the belts.
2: You could see that, and they celebrate by throwing them (laughs) in the garbage. That's exactly (laughs)
1: what I was about to say. They all just walk out and just throw it behind them. Uh,
2: I could see that. That'd be great. It'd be a great moment, right? Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm not interested in this hair versus hair match. No. (laughs) Whatsoever. No. I love the concept of the Never, like, championships. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole, like, oh, you would never want to fight this guy. But they don't really do much with him.
2: Yeah. It does kind of feel like any other match. I know it's stiff, but yeah. It's not enough to, you know, get over for me. Mm-hmm.
1: The Junior Heavyweight Championship it might be interesting. With Kashida, Osprey, Marty Scroll, and Takahashi.
2: Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a clusterfuck, though. Mean...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot.
2: I mean, I'm sure it'll be awesome. You know, I'm sure it'll be spot after spot. But to me, that's going to just be a spot fest. Mm-hmm. You know, which is cool. And, I mean, those matches have their place on the card. That's for sure. And those guys can definitely put on, you know, an awesome show. But, you know, I don't think it's going to be up for match of the night.
1: I know nothing about Switchblade.
2: I yeah, I so. don't... Yeah, right? <laughs> and he's
1: going up against Tanahashi, which is, like, yeah. a huge name. So Yeah, so, I mean, they obviously are big on him,
2: but... I, I Jay can't, White. He's got to go over, though, right? I, I guess. Because this is his debut match against him, right?
1: Former top star, Tanahashi moves, mid-card picture... I feel I like feel this. Like, he's got to go over.
2: I mean, it would just be you know bad booking. Um, Unless it's a. a I they mean, they don't do smodges. They don't do like you know. I mean,
1: but Tanahashi's Cena. I mean, yeah. No, I know. So I could easily see him just like it'd be a hard. Fight oh, you're cash. saying
2: you're saying that he he ends up losing, but he still saves face, basically. Yeah. In the long run, yeah. So he's got yeah he's got he's got the uh, switchblade. Right? Yeah, Jay White. Yeah. So I know nothing. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> wrestling community. I know nothing of Jay White. He seems like someone who would be a clerk at Hot Topic
1: though. You've got two great main <laughs> events. You've got some good mid card matches. Oh, it's gonna be a great show. It's gonna be a great show. You know, this is their WrestleMania, so this is gonna be an awesome show. I'm excited. And we're definitely been giving them enough money to make the biggest show ever, so Yes, right. <laughs> They're coming back to the States right this year. Gotta be, I, I think so. I don't know their schedule. At the moment, I think like, they're
2: working a bigger venue. I have to mm-hmm. look it up. um You know, I, the last venue they worked was, yeah, was just tiny, and it was sold out like. And active. it wasn't even like stadium seats. Like, so people were just standing mm-hmm. on the ground, so that you couldn't see over other people. I was like, this is a, why do they choose this place? Unless they just were certain like how well they would do. um So it was just an odd choice, but yeah, it, it really feels like sky's the limit for New Japan mm-hmm. this year. I feel like, this is going to be their year. I think that's all we got for the people today, right? Yeah,
1: for the millions,
2: yeah, right? That I, <laughs> the tens and tens of listeners, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but I hope that was an entertaining first episode.
1: Um, we definitely ran the gambit, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we hit everything. But I mean, that's we're going to talk about a lot of different yes. topics. We've barely touched on horror, where I know we're going to get more into horror as we absolutely. go, absolutely. I know we're going to talk video games, definitely too. talk video games. Uh, if you haven't played Doki Doki Literature Club, go play Doki Doki Literature Club.
2: I have no idea what he just said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, um, but yeah, no. So, I mean, we'll have more episodes that are a little more on topic. This mm-hmm. one's kind of, you know, was across the board. Um, just a wide variety of subject matter. Um, but yeah, and we'll we'll also go back to that once in a while, too. So um, let us know what you thought. You know, give us a, a like, a rate,
1: a subscribe, a review. Yeah, whatever Whatever the kids are doing nowadays. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be everywhere. We're going to be on Podbean first off. We're going to be on 12-ounce radio.
2: That's right. What are these nerds doing on sports radio? No idea. (laughs) (laughs) But quench your thirst. Um, Yeah, so we'll be over there. The good people have given us a slot. Um, you know, And they've got a bunch of awesome shows. So I'm a sports fan also. Um, They've got a lot of great shows coming up. So check them
1: out. And they're opening up variety completely so
2: yes yes the fact that we're gonna be on
1: this yeah. station <laughs> should be telling you something right <laughs> uh, besides that um we're gonna be on itunes we're gonna start being on everything we're de- we already have a youtube if you want to find it you can uh easily find it on our twitter or you can easily um, just look us up we're amazing nerd show
2: yes yes look us up please uh subscribe it means the world to a show like this keeps us going mm-hmm. um give us a rate give us a review Um, We want to hear feedback from you. We're on Twitter. Um, Like Christian was saying, um, you know, we definitely, you know, interact with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let us know what you think. Um, You know, if you have any questions, let us know. We'll start doing a lot more polls. um, Maybe, hopefully, shaping the show, Mm -hmm. too. Um, We want to hear your voices. So, a quick shout out to the music that uh, you heard at the front of the show. That's our friends, uh, Them Guilty Aces, a great Chicago band. Um, you know, uh, great rockabilly music. Get if their you're album into that. for
1: free right now on their website.
2: Yes, absolutely. Check out their website. Check out their Twitter page for all their shows if you're in the Chicagoland area. Um, give them a listen on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're also, they have a few albums on iTunes. So just great music by great people. So
1: uh, we've also gotten a ton of support from other podcasts that are also actually really great podcasts. Yes. Uh, the ones that we listen to, Nick and Vince, two guys from Minnesota that talk sports, history, and movies. Find them on Twitter, find them on Podbean. Uh, We've also uh, been doing a lot of work with with you. A quirky couple discusses weird topics and goes on fun tangents. Uh, you can catch them on Wednesdays. Uh, they're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and more. Uh,
2: yeah, One of my favorite listens right now. They're <laughs> hilarious. Yeah,
1: they are a very funny group. Um, someone that gave us a Out of the blue, (laughs) a uh, new version of our um, just totally revamped our logo. Exactly, Uh, "Who's Right" podcast. Uh, They're a comedy podcast, uh, a voice of reason against social justice warriors. Very funny group. Just check them out. Uh, Then also, uh, you can check out Heroes Garage, a fellow comic book podcast. Uh, They can be found on SoundCloud.
2: That's right. One of our um, fellow. well, our former co-host, uh, Tom. Great guy. Awesome listen. Check them out. Mm-hmm.
1: Great reviews. Besides that, I mean, that's that's pretty much the show, right? <laughs> that's the show. I think we're done. I mean, it's <laughs> very anticlimactic, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it. Hey, you waited this long. You went through this entire episode. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes. Uh, keep listening because it's only going to get better. We have plenty of things to talk about. That's right. It's going to be a big year.
2: Yes. The year of the nerd. <laughs> totally. <laughs>